So, Gwen, I think it's only natural that you should introduce this episode. Oh, my God. We're doing good verts, Tremina. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be honest, though. We're drinking one that I know and two that I don't. And the two that I don't, I think, are medium sweet. Okay. Why do you think that, Gwen? Because we Googled them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious about them because I think they're maybe more classic Gewürztraminer. So I think Gewürztraminer, we've talked about it on a few episodes before already, obviously being one of your favourite grape varieties. <laughs> so what do we expect from Gewürztraminer? Big. So Gewürztraminer obviously produces very aromatic wines. So Absolutely. The typical Gewürztraminer smells, which are going to be, you say, light cheese, I rose say lychee. <laughs> Rose petals. Rose petals, yeah, it has a very heady perfume, quite intense, it's exotic and perfumed. I always think of Turkish Delight and then I'm travelling through to maybe Actually, now I'm having this, like, I wonder whether Gewürz Schmiener's heyday has anything to do with this sort of smell profile, that what was popular and what was in fashion. I mean, when it could was be. Gewürz Schmiener last in fashion? I mean, probably before I was born. Yeah, I was going to say probably in our <laughs> grandparents' time. You know, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I can totally see this as a, like, roaring 20s, 1930s smelling. Yes, I think you're painting the nicer, pic- the, the better, the prettier side of I think of Art Deco, yeah. I think of, you know, this sort of days gone by. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe, she'd be yeah. drinking Gewürztraminer, or maybe or she would smell like Gewürztraminer. Barra, you yeah. know, like, maybe, yeah. Some femme fatales of, of that years makes, gone by. It does have a smell of nostalgia because it's quite totally. musky. And I think also the thing that... I guess the reason why I'm always slightly critical... Sure. Say slightly, being <laughs> optimistic with that word, is because obviously the tendency for Gewürztraminer to be very flabby. You know, it's a great variety that unless it's really picked early and at the right time, it can very quickly become a wine or produce a wine that is very low in acidity, very high in alcohol, very, right. very aromatic. So even from a food point of view, it's quite difficult sometimes totally. to pair with it because it's kind of the opposite of what we look for when we're pairing sure. wines. We're looking for wines that have really good acidity, That especially today, everybody's focusing on low right. alcohol wines. This could not be more out of trend than it is today in some ways. That's why I'm kind of glad today that we're doing a couple of, we're doing one drier style and a couple of medium sweet mm. because maybe this is a great intro to Gewürz to, to, to sort of lay the groundwork. All what right, we're it? putting the foundations down today. Part for two. More, yeah, for <laughs> part two and part three. Because I think we can do, I think these are might be a, a, an example of maybe what it was. And I think there are some great examples of what it can be and what it will be in the future. The other thing to point on as well, obviously because this um, struggle that a lot of winemakers have between acidity level and alcohol level and balance in the wines because they very quickly become unbalanced with Gewürztraminer is obviously that it's a little bit sometimes the same thing we see in Riesling and I'm not in any way saying Gewürztraminer is the same grape as Riesling at all but in terms of this decision of sugar residual sugar and acidity because we want to uh, maybe uh, not ferment the wine fully so the alcohol does not reach too high high so we've got this residual sugar and then picking at the right time so we still preserve the acidity actually when you try a very well made Gewürztraminer you can really respect the winemaker absolutely I think it's very difficult technical and difficult to yeah. get it just right so because of this it's a great variety that needs um, attention attention and also a cooler climate because it's Stop very it. quickly ripening so Gewürztraminer also known as Rota Traminer, Traminer. and Gelb Gelber Traminer, Traminer in Austria yeah so we see Rota Traminer quite a lot in Germany as well and it's much cooler cousin 
gets all the attention these mm. days. Seven yen. Seven yen. Everyone loves Azura Seven We'll yen. revisit this at another time because I, so, I still feel like it's an unfair battle on the Vertstramina. <laughs> I feel like that's almost like my favourite grape versus your favourite. Not that it's it no. be one of my favourite favorite. I think white for me, Vertstramina so. is like the underdog for me. I think that's why I like it so much because I love an underdog and I think it's one of the forgotten grapes and mm. I think it shouldn't be forgotten. I think it, there's a time and a place for it. It's not for every occasion. It's not for every dish. It's not for every person, but I think it shouldn't be completely forgotten to the back dusty cobwebbed shelves of wine shops. That's why you're cl- buying closet. more than the average person to get that average average bottle spend up on on sure. But you know, I also like to just try things, so it's nice to just try different Gewurztraminers and see where they fit into my repertoire of pairing stuff with food or being able to enjoy it with friends. And I think there is a time and a place for everything, no matter how odd or how like potentially in the wrong moment can be awful or sickening mm. or too sweet or too whatever in the right moment can shine so like where can we make Gewurztraminer shine today I totally get that we've got a nice lineup of wines and particularly the first wine that we've we've already got in our glasses so from Hummel Villani Tramini Gewurztraminer 2015 Villani I don't, I'm probably completely We're not bastardizing sure this <laughs> Um, so this is I'm assuming this is the area that's what we both yes, think we both. and then Tramini maybe being the local Tramino. Right. we've had Hummel on before the rosé which unfortunately got really didn't it do it was a proper roast of that wine yeah. <laughs> they really got burnt this is one that I actually quite like I buy quite often and I have to say this is where I step over into your on my camp I think yeah. it's a great I think this is a really so let's give it first of all what so we obviously smell. the colour like Gewurztraminer always has a slightly dark colour it's like Pinot Grigio or Pinot Gris has a um, slightly pink skin so the the wines tend to have a little bit, bit of a darker colour sometimes even like a copper colour to them it smells delicious already also super perfumed i mean this for me is textbook Gewurztraminer totally. because it does have this rose petal almost yeah. orange blossom aromatic profile and then this very exotic fruit behind it totally i agree with you but it's nice because the viscosity it's not super thick it's the only one that's made it through <laughs> <laughs> it's this lovely freshness actually to the wine yeah. the wine is very balanced even though it is slightly oily yes and very aromatic totally you have this almost like mineral freshness so i actually really respect them all for this wine because i think it's I a think really, it's really lovely wine I mean, we've had this before at your house with ice cream. Yes. And well, it was... extended through from tagine to yeah. ice cream. And I think it works in mm. both categories with the dried fruit in tagine. Yeah. I mean, the acidity is not crazy high, so I think you I have think to be also, careful yeah. with it. The floral you... aromatics yeah. and this slight touch of residual sugar with anything with a bit of spice in. It's nice. Yeah, like a biryani or something, something but with dried fruit. I also think everybody thinks Indian food with Gewurztraminer. Yeah, That's why I, I think Middle Eastern food but is... But Middle Eastern also works, but I think... I don't know if I would put it with every Indian dish. But no. I think for me, I think like the... Particularly the dishes with dried fruit in them. Like I mm. think a fried... Like a rice dish would be really nice with this. Rice and dried fruit, some nut... Also, like, with a baklava or something would be, um, if you're just having, like, a sort of afternoon tea and you want to have a glass of wine with some pastries, I think would also work. I really love this one. I think it's a go from day to night. Go from mains to dessert. But the acidity's not crazy high on this one. No, of course, not compared to Rieslings or things like that. But I actually think, I think the whole wine is in balance. I really like this one. Yeah, it's very easy drinking and it's relatively inoffensive. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big compliment <laughs> no on. I mean that that's no I'm, I'm not being probably so fair with saying that but I think it's a really well made wine uh, represents a great variety very yes. well 
I mean, this yeah. is definitely one of the wines from Hummel that made me fall in love with them as a winemaker. <laughs> the cicadas are coming in. We're actually <laughs> we're actually in Australia when we're recording this. A hot summer night. Well, if we make it through, get <clears throat> so the next wine that we're trying is uh, Langenmoser Gewurztraminer, coming from the AOC of Zurich, and the the smaller area is called. <laughs> Trutacon, so, which very much looks like Fruticon on the, the label. The bloody text looks whatever typeface. Two thousand and fifteen, I should say. Sorry, not Brown. Yeah. Whoever's done the type, the typeface for this has made the T look like an F attached yes. to the R. It's very, very nice. Amazing. Very much like the Shire from The Hobbit, isn't it? It's the very label. sweet. <laughs> it's very. And I bought it in Zurich yeah. because you know you can't really get. I'm not. I reckon you probably cannot get Zurich wines so much outside of Zurich. I bought it because a friend of mine that I was going to go eat dinner with, he said he was going to make Middle Eastern lamb. So it's one of the reasons I bought it, because we were going to do Eastern food, lamb, snacks, and I bought it and he ended up switching last minute, so I kept it, brought it home. Okay. And I think he also turned his nose up a tiny bit at the idea of me bringing a reverse trainer. Sounds shocking, Gwen. <laughs> Who would do that? I know. So shocked. <laughs> But anyway, I'm glad we have it now because... It's interesting the nose because obviously 2015 is three years of age. Yeah. So when we're smelling it, it's not necessarily a, an old wine, but it's starting to show a little bit of development there. It's more like candied orange, like candied fruit. But it's got this waxy yeah. and beeswax, honeyed, totally. uh, and this slight savoury, yeah, little... earthy bit coming along in the background. Yeah. I don't want to say mushroomy, but it's on the way to starting to age. be more earthy. Um, and I think as well, I mean, I haven't tried any super, super old Gewürztraminer. I mean, it's obviously they age, but maybe not in the same I mean, way other little... whites age. For me, this has almost like an enoki mushroom. Yeah. Like the way. little tiny guys, right? Yeah. 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 The little tiny guys indeed. <laughs> you know those enoki mushrooms, those, those little, little tiny, tiny guys? guys. <laughs> <laughs> nice tag, those little tiny guys. <laughs> but it definitely, for me, I mean, this has got a little Christmassy. Mm. Come on, it's got a Christmas vibe. Well, I associate Turkish Delight with Christmas mm. because for some reason that was the only time my family seemed to buy it. When I taste it on the palate, you get this smokiness coming through. Yes. You know what? This which you be... see in Riesling sometimes yeah. as well. This would be really good also with blue cheese. Like, even with Stilton and yeah. I think that m- sort for of mustiness like, at the end. Gorgonzola dolce. Yeah. So it's like not too blue, but it's a bit sweet yeah. at the same time. Just you know, like, it's very easy to just go, oh, Asian food. It works really well because, like, Thai food, so aromatic. Yeah. But I don't um, think this one screams Asian to me. I think all. Japanese could be interesting. Japanese because of the sort of savoury, yeah. you know? But also, I think cheeses, Italian. Uh, not too fatty, though, because the city's not quite not high enough yeah. to cut through. Bread. And I think this could be interesting Absolutely. with the right sort of cheese. Yeah, I think something a little bit funky, something from yeah. Alsace. I have to say that for me, that's the first thing that jumps out at me is this would be an amazing cheese wine. Because there's enough of that sort of like musty cheese basement smell and taste that mm. I think it would be strong yes, enough it's to it's musty yeah. but also a little bit musty yes it yeah. has a bit of a basement feel mm. but I think that would sit really well alongside a lot of aged cheeses mm. or a lot of funky cheeses and I think you'd end up with a lot more of the fruit what I like about this is obviously it's got more residual sugar which we've yeah. been unable to obtain the information for because there's no information <laughs> of it on the internet so if the producer ever listens to this please put some information out there because your website's extremely unhelpful from a consumer's point yeah, of view. Yeah, absolutely. Really because actually, this is actually quite a surprise, I'm going to say. No. The only thing I would say is, sorry, if I've got it in a blind tasting, this wine, I might possibly think that it could be a little bit older than it is. Really? 
Would you assume three years of age? No, I would, probably I would think older. Five yeah, or it six, has, maybe. Yeah. yeah. When you compare the two, the Hummel is showing a much more youthful expression of the grape variety. Totally. This I mean, is showing I think much more developed. Certainly. I mean, the fact that they're the same, you're saying the same year. Yeah, they're both 15. Which is crazy to think that one is. That's where I feel like this is more developed, the one that we're trying now, because they're both 15, the Hummel, very, very uh, youthful, the colours are very different. Do you think that's then just a case of the way it's being aged, like one is getting more access to oxygen and the other one isn't, or is it just a case of warmer climate versus cooler climate? Well, I don't think it's a case of how it's been aged. I mean, obviously, the Hummel is screw cap, the other one is cork, so we could argue the question of, is the cork completely perfect? Right. Or we could look at it and say, is it also, like, they're coming from two different regions, we're trying one from Mm. Hungary, from a particular region, we're trying one from Zurich. Maybe it was a really tough vintage. Maybe there was sure. some rot. Maybe there were some raisined grapes in this one, and it's developed differently. And but actually, you know, it's funny. On the first sip, I wasn't super jazzed about it, but it's definitely growing on me. It's growing on me. I don't think it's super complex. No, but I think it's growing on me. If I had to choose the two, number one, I'd probably still yeah drink the Hummel yeah. one. So the last wine that we have today, also Gwen's selection. She gr- she actually chose three Gewürztraminers that we're trying. <laughs> but this one I also haven't tried. So, so what are we trying, Gwen? We're having an Alsace Cancru Sayering Dirlet Cadet. You know, it's a con- yeah Dirlet Cadet Gewürztraminer 2016, and okay. it does say that it is a Molu medium sweet. Yeah. So we're going to expect it to have a, a fair it's, amount of residual sugar. Not super sweet, but definitely. 37 grams of residual sugar. We look at sugar and I think we all have different versions of totally. what that actually means. But I think particularly in, say, French wine or French culture, it's very common if you go to France to have a, a wine like this that's molleur to have that as an aperitif totally. as well. Yeah. I mean, I bought it because it's a definitely more classic version of a Gewürztraminer, which is something I'm not necessarily drawn to. But I thought it would be interesting for this episode yeah brilliant that we have some actual proper Gewürztraminers before we head into wild and free Gewürztraminer territory and I think looking at the colour as well again here like compared to the Swiss Gewürztraminer that we had before that almost had this pink hue to it mm-hmm. we're back in these sort of more clear no, lemony, a little bit of gold, yeah. yeah. Interestingly, obviously we can't pull up any information on the Swiss wine, but the, the first and third wine are both organic. Right. And I believe this is... Probably. Demeter as well. What is it also? Yes, it says EcoCert, oh. but there's also a little Bio Van sign on there as well. I honestly remember where I bought this one. This is from Vinicius. Vin- is it Vinicius? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I stockpile the Gewürztraminer, I can't remember where I bought it. <laughs> I get into a Gewürztraminer frenzy and everything totally. goes out of my mind. So what's actually funny with this one is I get a lot of like also flor- fruit, florals, but also Citrus. white chocolate. Yeah. Weirdly. Interesting. I had never... Like a cocoa butter... Yeah, I understand that. It does smell like white chocolate. White chocolate. Mm. White chocolate, dried fruit, again... Maybe it's just because you're eat- used to eating like white chocolate covered strawberries or <laughs> white chocolate covered apricots. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I like white chocolate. But I think what I also really love about Gewürztraminer is there's this also like wet leafiness that happens with it. There are sometimes these like off-road... Yeah, I can see that. Wet leaf. We- yeah, mm. like wet leaf. Or autumnal. So obviously immediately when you try this, you feel the sugar there. But there's enough acidity to balance it out, actually. It kind of works. I think actually compared to the wine before, like you're you're feeling the acidity really coming through at the end. This particular wine for me could be really interesting if you put that with the right dish or the right cheese. Yeah. It could be very, very nice. It's actually also... This is the blue cheese wine. Yeah, totally. I, I mean, yeah. I think I didn't expect it to have that 
uh, acidity also, kick. It, yeah, because also blue cheese is this tanginess yes, as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. This has a tang to it, tang which I think I didn't, didn't expect it. at all. Yeah. It's very nice to try a wine coming from Alsace because I think when I think of Gewürztraminer, I definitely, the first place that yeah, I think of is Alsace for that. It's the classic region for Gewürztraminer. And what I like about it there is you do a lot of the good producers do manage to find this balance yeah. between the sugar acidity. and acidity and um and alcohol as well i made a savory tartatin a while ago with apple and thyme and i think this would probably also work with it with balsamic vinegar you could probably get yeah, away I with that see that oh that's a nice that's a nice pairing actually because actually there is a savoriness also to this Mm. It's not totally sweet. It ends with a. I like that herbal wet leaf thing that yeah. you said. There is totally that. I think that's what makes it a little. I think if it didn't have that savory element to it, it would be too much. Mm. Grandma's underpants. Yeah. You know, like I think with that little. It's funny though, isn't it? In Europe, I think you're one of the only people I know that sort of champions this grape variety. But in Australia, it's very, very popular. Mm. About, I mean, I knew a lot of people that were like, we're going to Attica for the first time. My old housemate. When I was working there, and the first thing he said was, "Can we get a Gewurztraminer?" I was like, "What the You're hell?" Like, Who are you? I was like, "Who's <laughs> drinking that?" And it was not even from a place of judgment. It was just like, "What is Who that? is drinking yeah. that?" No, I think we've got a really nice, interesting lineup. If I had to choose how I drink them, Hummel for everyday Gewurztraminer yeah, totally. drinking in a good entry point <laughs> into it. Yeah, totally. This would be my second choice. I think this is a world class. This is really of delicious. A, an off, well, a medium sweet yeah. wine, and it's a wine that has a very persistent, yeah. interesting length. And then the last one, I still don't know how I feel about it because I feel like it's too developed for its age. That's all I would say, and I it's would love curiosity. to try. But I'd also love to try more of that producer and try and get my head a little bit around it. I think they do make other. Yeah, they do have a few other varietals. We just have to visit Zurich again and have visit a... some producers. But I definitely this actually this Alsace one is for me a little bit of a surprise also because it's a medium sweet i didn't actually think i'd like it because don't have a tendency to gravitate towards sweet wines i don't love gewürztraminer because it's generally sweet i love dry versions of gewürztraminer so actually this is super interesting so i think for myself of course i love hummel but i actually think i'm going to put the alsace concur at number one because i think it's for me the most interesting i think it's going to be hummel number two for me because I love an everyday Gewürztraminer. <laughs> not <laughs> gotta keep sustaining that habit. Not just for Sundays. And we have, uh, yeah, of course, the Zurich one. I also think is interesting because I think there are lots of foods that I would pair it with. I think it would mm. do really well with a lot of different dishes. So I think it might have more versatility than the other two in terms of what I find interesting. Yeah, the sayering. Dirlet cadet. It's a tough one. These like Alsace names. You never know if you're supposed to say them. Frenchy or German? I would assume German. Uh, sorry. <laughs> See, exactly. <laughs> I would assume French with the producer name because the cadet, we don't have the accent above the E there. The vineyard oh, name looks German. Yeah, totally, but right? The producer is French. Dirle cadet. Dirle cadet. Delicious. If we're saying that wrong, let us know. Here in Berlin, you can get the Assas Cancru at Viniculture. You can get the Hummel at Planet Wine. Also, Köpenicker Weinladen also. And the, the Gewürztraminer. Wine, we have no have idea. To, you're going to have to go And actually, Zurich. in London, I'm not sure for any of these, so I'm sorry that I can't um, support on that. Gwen did the Gewürztraminer selection today. You can find us via email at our website at juice.show. You can find us at Instagram at juice.podcast. You can find us on Twitter at juice underscore podcast. If you want a bag to fit, you know, I bet you those... 
for the bags fit eight bottles of wine. And yeah, and I was going to say, if you're carrying these like long ass Gewurztraminer bottles, I bet you could fit more. I reckon you could do at least <laughs> yeah, nine or ten. So. so that's the question. How many Gewurztraminer, skinny ass Gewurztraminer bottles can you fit in a juice tub? I think the real question bag? is, Gwen, is how many <laughs> bottles can your shoulder manage in the bag? <laughs> You'd be surprised. I can carry, a, I'm, like a, I'm like a wine camel. I can, like a wine mule. Saddlebird, yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right, join us next week. <laughs> See you next week. See you next week.